0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the At Herstamon podcast. I'm Lauren Rose. Today, our guest is Dr. L.J. Johnson. She's an endometriosis coach and a holistic endo expert. Welcome, doctor. Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. Um So I wanted Dr. LJ to come on here because I've seen a lot of her Instagram posts and she's just so uplifting and inspiring and positive and I know she has chronic pain so I want to talk to her about that. So can you tell us a little bit about your chronic pain, uh, what it is, when did it start.
1: I know, right? It's almost like, let's talk about when I didn't have pain because I feel like your girl have had some pain and some suffering about all of my life. It took me 16 years to get properly diagnosed with endometriosis, I know, right? 16 years, that ain't a typo, that's the real deal. So 16 years of feeling like I was crazy, 16 years of doctors trying to convince me that I was crazy, 16 years of me thinking, maybe I am crazy, maybe there's something wrong with me, not knowing exactly what was going on with my body, managing chronic pelvic pain Pain, murder scene periods, mm. body pain, fevers. I mean, when my period came, I was bleeding out of my nose. Like, I'm talking, like everything was falling apart oh. for me. That was 16 years of my world. Now, that was hard, don't get me wrong. But once I got the diagnosis, it was also kind of what I call that throat punch Thursday to where, okay, I have a diagnosis, but there was no cure. So at that point, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's why you see that more energetic LJ, because I'm like, look here. I have got to take my power back. I've got to take my life back. Despite the fact that I have a chronic illness, that's one thing, but I still want to be able to have quality of life. And so that is where I really had to like shift my mind and shift everything to manage not only the diagnosis of endometriosis, but chronic sinus infections, asthma, allergies, like all of these things that were attacking my body and just putting me under this huge autoimmune load. Right.
0: So what kind of treatments have you tried and which ones worked? What didn't work?
1: That, that's a really good question. So let's talk about what didn't work. I just did a podcast about this. So some of the things that did not work, but let me first, I'm gonna rewind. Let me define endometriosis because some of you are listening and you're like endosupicala what, what? I know mm-hmm. it's a long one. So endometriosis is uterine-like tissue found outside of the uterus. It is hormonally driven. It creates its own hormones. These lesions cause chronic systemic inflammation throughout your entire body and they have autoimmune-like factors. So it is not a rogue period. It's not just that you're a weak woman and you need to toughen up buttercup, the things we've been told. It is not a reproductive disorder. So for me, that was debilitating. I, yes, I had the chronic pelvic pain. Yes, I had the murder scene periods, but I also had these horrible migraines, you know, hormonal headaches. My vision would mess up. I was, like I said, having nosebleeds, cramping, bleeding, all of these things 24 seven outside of my cycle. The biggest thing that I will say that I tried that did not work was me believing the lie and the misconception that if I go into medically induced menopause, that I'm going to turn off my period and my world is going to be a better place. For me personally and this is something like i said i've talked about openly over and over and over again that did not work for me and i really want to lean in on that because many people diagnosed with endometriosis or maybe you're like i don't even have a diagnosis of endo but lj your story sounds like mine here's the thing turning off your period is not going to cure or or turn off endometriosis. It may help with quality of life. You know, maybe not having the periods is going to help, but it's not going to get to the root of the problem. It's definitely not a end-all be-all cure. Another thing that I tried was hormonal birth control, which many of you I'm sure have experienced. As soon as you say period pain, the doctor's like, aha, I have got just the sample of birth control or just the prescription. Here's the thing. Turning off your period, going on hormonal birth control, once again, may or may not help with quality of life, but it's not going to put your endometriosis into remission. The other thing that I did that did not work is over supplement myself. I thought, you know what? I'm not doing these pharmaceuticals anymore. I'm going all natural. Yeah. And then I was taking like 52 supplements. I mean, yes, that's an exaggeration, but I was taking a bunch of supplements for a bunch of symptoms rather than getting to the root of the problem. Now, what did work for me to put my endometriosis into remission and give me the energy and the life I have now is figuring out my food triggers. As unsexy as it is, a lot of us really need to look at an anti-inflammatory diet. We really need some nutrition and dietitian information, someone to really give us exactly what we need to eat because many times when you're managing a chronic illness, you have this inflammation, this fire that's always burning. The food and the fuel you put in your body is either going to damper that fire or crank that baby up and so for me personally even though I was you know coming from a background of fitness and nutrition registered dietitian etc all of those accolades I was just thinking that eating clean was going to help put my endo into remission and it was not I really needed to identify those trigger foods heal my gut was number two and the other thing which a lot of people don't like to talk about is removing the toxic burden from your body now for me that was You know using cleaner you know products you know not using clorox and lysol and all those name brands but getting some things that were maybe more biodegradable that were healthier for the environment that were less of a toxic load on my body um small things like you know getting away from those candles we all love the smell good and that you know the snuggles that come from candles and you know laundry detergent and dawn and gain and all that stuff however that is a toxic load and burden on our body
0: how are you managing your pain and your fatigue now So
1: to be honest, I have zero period pain whatsoever. I have been able to put all of my endometriosis into remission. So there are different things that people can do. I will say that the golden standard to have endometriosis removed from your body is excision surgery. Luckily Mm -hmm. for me, I've been able to put mine into remission where I have not needed to have excision surgery. Neither have I had a hysterectomy. So I have made substantial, I repeat, substantial lifestyle changes when it comes to my nutrition when it becomes to removing stressors from my body, balancing my hormones, getting rid of toxins, underlying infections. So zero things as far as pain. Now, the one thing that I do have to manage is the autoimmune-like factors really working on my immune system. So that's probably, may not have any pain, but your girl over here is working overtime, making sure that I support my gut health and my immune health.
0: That's awesome. And that's important for, I think, most of us with chronic pain and chronic illness So how do you keep up such a positive attitude? A positive attitude, that's a really great question.
1: Really what I've realized and what I do with my patients is I'm gonna lean in on this one. This is what we have to do. Yes, we have a chronic illness, but we have to get to a point where we're not defined by the chronic Mm -hmm. illness, right? I may have the diagnosis of endometriosis, but I am not endometriosis. You may have asthma, fibromyalgia, lupus, fibroids, whatever, but you're not that diagnosis. And so the basis of what I do, not only with my patients, but with myself is that mindset shift, that I am more than a diagnosis. I deserve, you know, Lauren, you deserve, everyone listening, we deserve quality of life. It just may look a little different because of our diagnosis. So that's the main thing, right, is really shifting that landscape of how I look at a chronic illness, how I look at my quality of life and realizing that I do deserve that quality of life. It's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay for me to empower myself, advocate for myself, grab a toolbox, put the tools I need into it so that I can have an
0: amazing life. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So a couple of your Instagram posts really inspired me. One of them was about not being defined by our illness, which you were just talking about. I, I struggle with that a lot of days because I have multiple diagnoses for chronic pain How do we get out of that mindset and see our true worth as women or as people? That's a great question. The biggest thing with
1: that is community, and I want to talk a little bit about this because some of you are like, oh, I'm already a part of these Facebook groups or whatever. Let's be honest. Some of these Facebook groups for whatever illness that you're managing can be very positive. On the other hand, some of them are bringing more negativity into your landscape that you don't even need. Right. You may not even wake up as negative, but then you see all of that stuff in your newsfeed. For me having that community really helps me stay focused. There are gonna be days that I wake up and I feel amazing and I'm on top of the world, and I'm like, ooh, Dr. Johnson is here today. Then there's other days where I'm just like, dear God, why me? What's going on with my body? And I'm not feeling it. But when I have that community, that really does help me stay empowered. It also is nice to have a community, let's be honest. When you're dealing with a chronic illness, not everyone's gonna get it. Having a community that mm-hmm. actually gets you is huge. But on the other hand, what I will say for some of you is that maybe you have a community, but you've been in that community for too long. You've outgrown that community, right? Maybe you're at a part of your healing journey where you're ready to take it to the next level. And maybe people in that community are just now getting diagnosed and they're like, what what green smoothie do I drink to make it mm-hmm. all better, right? You're clearly in different places in your journey so finding a community that can support you is huge it's also realizing and giving yourself grace that Not every day you're going to feel amazing. Let's be honest. People without a chronic illness don't feel amazing every day. So we need to give ourselves grace. I feel like we give ourselves grace or give grace to others, but we don't Mm -hmm. really give grace to ourselves. We beat ourselves up because we can't white glove test our house because there's dust in the house. We beat ourselves up because there's dishes in the dishwasher that haven't been unloaded, you know, we're feeling some kind of way. And it's okay to really prioritize. And that's also part of advocating for yourself, letting people know like, hey, I'm in a Flare. these are some things that you can do to be supportive or hey you know what I'm in a flare I'm feeling drained I need to refill my cup I need to go lay down I need to rest I think those are all things that are very important
0: I love that and I love that about community that's the whole reason that I started my it hurts to mom brand with a blog and now a podcast because I've been in some kind of chronic pain for almost 30 years and it's been really lonely because I can't tell most people in the world how miserable I am almost every second of every day. They don't want to hear that. Right. Um, so I also started a, a little small group with some women at my church. So, um, it's specifically for chronic pain and chronic illness patients. It's just a small group. So if anybody's interested in joining that, shoot me an email, um, I'll try to get you connected. That's amazing.
1: Um, that is so amazing. I just want to circle back to that. Like <laughs> you are creating a community and this is the thing. Some of us joining community is amazing. And then others, you know, we've got that gift and calling, like we need to take it to the next level and create that community. So I just want to give you kudos to that. I didn't know that, but
0: that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I just, you know, i I spent two years in a deep depression after I had to stop working because of my pain. I felt like I'd lost my purpose in life. Like I had a great career, a great company, And, um, after I kind of started getting out of the depression, I found a lot of joy in helping other people going through some of the same things. And I just realized how much support and encouragement and community people need in their chronic pain journeys. That's amazing. Turning your pain into your passion. What, what more can you do? Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So another post that I loved was about not apologizing for things we can't control with our mental and physical health, like not always being available, working at a slower pace and prioritizing the people that matter. How did you get to this unapologetic life? And do you ever still find yourself struggling not to apologize for these things?
1: I'm going to start with the struggling, honey. I'm on the Uh, struggle bus 24/7 when it comes to that, right? Because it's hard. We don't want to say no to other people. We don't want to be the ones that look unreliable. Two things. This is the deal. You have a chronic illness. The chronic illness is what's unreliable, not you. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing we have to realize. Secondly, it's okay to say no, and that's a whole sentence. You don't have to (laughs) say no because X, Y, Z, one, two, three. No, I wish I could and give this a long ad lib. No is no. And so what I realized is that apologizing for having a flare or not being able to do this, that and the other, it really wasn't doing them any good because they didn't really understand what I was going through. Number one, number two, then I'm walking around with this big cross of guilt of, Oh gosh, I had to let Lauren down. Oh my God. I had to let my kids down. Oh, I had to let my ex-husband, you know, it's just like, stop all of that. Stop apologizing where you are in your journey and live your best life and advocate for yourself.
0: Yeah, that's really hard. I, I apologize to my husband all the time. And he's not putting any kind of pressure on me to get the dishes done while he's at work or to you know do some laundry. And he'll always tell me, I'm not upset. It's not a big deal. It's fine. I, I get that you're in pain, that you're struggling or whatever. But I still put all this guilt on myself and I'm working on it, but it's hard. So. Well, and it's a
1: journey. It doesn't happen overnight. And like I said, I mean, yeah. I, I'll be transparent, right? Putting that post out there, I probably was feeling that energy. And then two mm-hmm. days later, I could have been apologizing and been like, oh gosh, here <laughs> I go again, right? It is a struggle. It is a constant journey, but absolutely worth it.
0: Yeah. So what motivates you to stay in this positive warrior type mentality? My community. The mm-hmm. fact that
1: I had to hide in plain sight for so long and debilitating pain was no one to talk to, no one that understood, this is why I do what I do. Yes, sometimes people are like literally sick of me because they see me on Instagram and they're like, hey. she's so happy, she's so bubbly, this can't be real. It is real. But here's the thing, I share my journey because I used to be that person stuck on Mattress Island. I was that person that had an amazing two-story home, but couldn't sleep upstairs because my legs hurt so bad, or I was in pain. I had to sleep downstairs on the couch. Like that was my actual bed. You know, I've been there. And so being able to be transparent about my journey, that's what motivates me because my audience, when you get those messages where someone's like, oh my gosh, that's just what I needed to hear. That is why I
0: do what I do. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I just talked to a lady earlier. She's going to uh, her episode is going to post in a, in a few weeks after yours, um, who's got endometri- endometriosis. She lives in the UK, and I can't wait to share with her your podcast episode. But um, why did you decide to become an endometriosis coach and a holistic endo expert? We just touched on that, but I think
1: that's a great yeah. question. So here's the thing. I was suffering. So getting through my own healing, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, thank God I made it to the other side. But then I'm like, what about all of those other women? Out there that are having period issues that are having hormone issues that are feeling defeated that aren't able to go to work I mean I was a single parent of two children and there were days I'd have to text a neighbor to get my kids ready do you know how humbling that is when you look like a fully capable because you have an invisible illness and have to call or text another mother who has her own children to get ready and be like hey by the way can you come work a miracle over here and help me with my own children like that was my world and I felt very isolated. Kind of like you said, you know, we had these great jobs, these great lives, and then all of a sudden life, you know, changes. And so when I was able to get the diagnosis and heal myself naturally, it shifted my entire practice. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I can't sit on this information. I can't sit Mm -hmm. on what turned my world around. And so that is what, I mean, yeah, it just almost brings tears to my eyes as I think about Mm -hmm. it right now. It's like, I needed me 15, 20 years ago, and I didn't have a me, I didn't have an LJ, I didn't have Instagram and podcasts and all of that. So there was no way I could heal myself naturally, restart my private practice and not shift my entire focus.
0: Yeah, I that would have absolutely been impossible. So what advice do you have for people who are struggling to manage their chronic pain? You have to surround yourself with a community. And
1: I'm gonna say this, whether or not you work with me or anyone else, you have to work with someone. When you're managing chronic illness, we spend a lot of time, what I call throwing spaghetti at the wall, throwing Mm -hmm. supplements at this, trying this juice, trying this smoothie. You spend all your spare time when you could be building relationships, enjoying time with your family, doing whatever, you know, skating, fitness, whatever you could be doing, right? Watching movies, you're searching Dr. Google, you're on WebMD, you're on Healthline, you're trying to find all of this. Find someone that's going to get you straight to the money. Stop trying to do it on your own. It is overrated. I talk about this on my podcast as well, The Holistic Endo Expert. I tried to do it on my own. I did, I wanted to be that person to be like, oh my gosh, I figured it all out on my own. I'm telling you right now, it's overrated. Work with someone that can get you straight there. Do not waste your time, your resources, your money, and it's defeating. When you've tried a million things under the sun, you've tried to eat clean, you've done fasting, you've done you know, every keto, paleo, you're like, I feel like <laughs> I've done everything out there. You really need to find someone that can help you streamline your healing
0: journey. Oh, that's awesome. So where can we get more information about you and what you do?
1: Absolutely. So Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. It's LJS yeah. underscore powerhouse. I'm sure we'll have all the links, but you can also go to ljspowerhouse.org. Um, Lots of great information on there. My blog. I also have a podcast, the holistic with a W endo expert podcast. And we talk all things endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids, hormonal imbalances, all the not so sexy stuff. But trust me, you learn
0: something every time and we make it a little sexy. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. And you can find me at mom.com and at mom on Instagram and Facebook. You could also email me at itherstomom at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank, Thank you. you,
1: Lauren.